Hi folks, welcome to our Jet Center podcast. I am told this is episode 15. Uh, what's the date today? Wednesday, April the 15th, am I right? I'm not even sure it's Wednesday, Steve. To be frank. People are not counting, they're not uh, saying the days. They're just like this day, that day, the other day, today. Anyways, I believe it's, I, I know it's Wednesday, and I believe it's April the 15th. Um, we should probably do that, maybe. Anyways, um, episode 15 of our Jet Central podcast. I'm Steve Lyons. I'm the sports editor here at the Free Press. I'm with our sports columnist, Mike McIntyre. Mike, are you on your driveway in your car today? I am. Uh, let's see. The gas tank is oh, about half a tank now. So we're, we're slowly chipping away at that tank of gas that I put in a few weeks ago now. I usually wash my car when I fill up. And... Um, my car is filthy, and I don't need to fill up really yet because, of course, none of us are going anywhere. I'm going to the office and back, and that's about it. Uh, well, I have a feeling yeah. I'm going to wash my car today anyways. It's also snowing about 16 times a day lately, Steve. It's <laughs> snow smelt, so I'm not sure washing your car is the best idea anyways. Yeah, I hear you, but uh, I like to get some of the grime off of it. But there's some nice guys today, um, so uh, let's enjoy that. Or something. The weather still is crapola, uh, but apparently we're going to get some double digits next week. So, um, what's going on in the sports world, Mike? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I see Gary Bettman, he's been doing the rounds, and he did another interview today. He was on Anderson Cooper the other day. Um, <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, so getting some exposure. He's also going to be, uh, Gary Bettman is going to be on Donald Trump's economic advisory team uh, along with Vince McMahon and Dana White and apparently Donald Trump is going to count on some of these sports leaders to be among the ones to advise him on on how and when to restart the economy. Geez, do you think they're going to be pushing for a quick resumption, Steve? I I do. I mean, they obviously have some, a lot of money at stake, right? Uh, I I, I guess, although you know, looking at some of the other people he's appointed to other positions, I'm probably more comfortable with Gary Bettman doing just about any job in the Trump administration <laughs> other than any of the other people who are currently doing them, frankly. Um, I think I'd rather have Gary Bettman as the president of the United States, but that's a low bar right now, but um, I digress. <laughs> so, um, the latest on the NHL, um, Guess they're still potentially looking into playing some neutral site games. Um, Grand Forks, Saskatoon, Manchester, New Hampshire. But as we brainstormed this weekend and then had it in our newspaper and our website this week, Mike, um, why the heck not bring all these neutral site games, I guess it would be completely neutral, uh, to Winnipeg? We've got uh, five NHL-sized rinks, at least, I think, maybe even more, right? You can play at the U of M. Yep. And I don't know what the facilities are like at the rink, but anyways, they have at least five. Um, we have, you know, very little COVID-19 here, and that, that seems to be kind of flat, although I don't want to get ahead of myself on that. And uh, boy, if they were going to do it anywhere, it seems that Winnipeg would be a good place to do it, wouldn't it? It would, and, and of course, there's the... Um there's the hotel space of which you need ample hotel space. And I'm not sure cities like Grand Forks 
or even Saskatoon, and I'm not sure about the size of Manchester, uh, but certainly Winnipeg would have the, the hotel space that you'd need. And I see that Dr. Fauci, uh, who's you know kind of Trump's right-hand man, I mean, he, he's done interviews over the last couple of days and saying that, that absolutely a return of pro sports this summer is possible in his eyes, provided that there's no fans and that players are essentially isolated from everybody else kind of creating you know this own internal community so you're going to need to have this you can't have all 31 cities clearly just having hockey um and all the travel that would be involved like that that to me that's a bit of a nightmare scenario so to to consolidate it into whether it's two cities or four um i don't know that you'd do it all in one but to, to kind of create this little biodome, if you will, seems to, to make some sense if they're going to go ahead and do it. And so, yeah, Winnipeg, to me, um, Bill Daly said they're in the, uh, you know, assistant to, to Gary Bevan said they're in the process of creating a short list. I would like to think that Winnipeg would be on that list and maybe right at the top. Yeah, I, I you know, I, 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 it, it seems logical to me, but I, I'm not a scientist. Um, and I don't run a, a hockey league, thankfully for them. Um, I did read a really, really good story on the Sports Illustrated website this week, written by Stephanie Epstein. It's a really, really good article about the idea, the logistics behind this biodome sports idea. Uh, the way that she, she spoke to medical experts, by the way, not the money-making experts in league offices, and the medical experts in the United States and the people that she interviewed anyways, you know, made this sound extremely difficult, like over-the-top difficult. Um, you know, before any of this could even begin, every person who was going to have access to the facilities would need to be isolated separately for two weeks, right, right. to ensure there's no infection entering the biodome, let's call it that. Um, then that's everyone. That's players, coaches, trainers, reporters assuming they'd let reporters in, broadcasters, you know they'd let those people in, Husky, you know, um, and then nobody can come in and out, and, and they'd all need to be tested before they go in, and then while they're in, and, you know, we don't even have ubiquitous COVID-19 testing yet, uh, maybe by the end of May, they're saying, and then, and then once they get everybody in there, you know, then they got to make sure that everybody stays uninfected, and, right, of these, it just, you know, it's a really, really well done story, um, and it just, to me, seems just almost impossible. Although the experts did say, you know, with all the money that that professional sports does have, that if anybody could do it, they could do it. But it just seems really, really hard to have fathom, and you know, barring a, that what they did agree on, though above all else was that there's not going to be any live event live event games um, where there's massive number of people in the stands until there's a vaccine and barring a medical miracle that you know that's 12 to 18 months from now and so you know we could be without professional sports for a long time and, and, you know people might need to just accept that I know we don't want to accept that but that might just be the truth well you know there's, there's so much at stake, of course. The NHL is talking about $1 billion in lost revenue. I look, Steve, uh, there's some ratings reports out for 
Sportsnet and TSN, apparently in the month of April so far, like they are 75% below their normal ratings. It's clear that replaying the Toronto Raptors, winning the, uh, the NBA championship last year and old hockey and, and baseball uh, games, that's not cutting it. The People obviously aren't tuning in. I know, I think you canceled your your sports package, didn't you? I, I canceled sports that I would cancel TSN, except I bought a value pack for six months. And right. I, re- I got to remember to flick the auto renew off on that. Uh, sorry, TSN, but <laughs> I, I'm not interested in watching. I'm barely interested in watching sports as it is, Mike, only the fact that I get paid to do it. But I'm, I'm certainly not going to do it. I'm not watching old games. I'm not interested in that at all. What about watching teenagers play video games, which some of the networks are now broadcasting? Uh, I guess that's esports, sort of. I'm not doing that. No. What about playing? Are you? Are you? You're not a gamer at all, are you, Steve? I've actually. You're not a video gamer at all. I've actually been not. No, I'm not. Sometimes I wish that I was. Uh, It seems fun. It's you know, and and all that. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know. Somebody asked me why the other day, and the reality is that I grew up, you know, in the 70s. I was born in 1960, and so, you know, as a, as a kid, as a teenager, it was the 70s, and there was no video games, you know, there was no computers, and so as a young person, it just was not part of my life, and, and it's certainly not something I was going to pick up in my 40s and 50s, do you know what I mean? And so, yeah, um, everybody now plays it because it's, it's just part of their, it's part of their you know, their entertainment that they grew up with. But uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't it, it's, it's been interesting to see NHL teams. I mean, they're trying to find a way to obviously appeal to their fan bases. And even the Jets, for example, they've been they've been streaming games. Anthony Boteto had a best-of-seven series against Roman Yossi of Nashville on this Twitch, which is a video game streaming site, complete with the two players trash-talking each other. And... Uh, I heard some good feedback. I didn't tune into it, but uh, uh, I know a lot of teams they're doing here. like. Uh, I got doing, you say it's called Twitch. Twitch, yes. Uh, which is what a lot of people are probably doing right now. They're twitching because they, they can't twitch. do. I, I thought you said twit. Oh, twit! No, <laughs> twitch with an H, like an itch, like you scratch an itch but add a T. Uh, and so. Yeah, the, the Jets, I mean, lots of teams, they're doing simulations of how the season would have played out, like, on, you know, video game simulations, and all in an attempt, I guess, to kind of replicate as close as they can to what might have been, uh, because that's all we have right now, right? All kinds of what-ifs and what, what could have been scenarios out there. All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jet Cetra podcast, uh, Mike. We talked a lot about uh, um, what might be or what might not be in the world of professional sports or just sports in general in the next uh, uh, days and months and uh, potentially years ahead. Um, now, you know, if, if there was going to be one sport that maybe they could, you know, compete, a couple of them come to my mind, but. The one that jumps to mind for me right off the hop is golf, and uh, and um, you know because frankly there's there's not a lot of gathering when you're on a golf course of athletes, and um, 
and potentially you could still have some professional golf played. There is actually, I was actually kind of surprised, there is some professional golf being played. It's called the Outlaw Tour. Uh, good, appropriate name at this time. Um, it's in Arizona, and they've had a couple, they've had events recently, as, 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 as recently as last week, and, and there's some Canadians participating in it. And, and so you did a little investigation this week, and we'll have a nice package in our newspaper tomorrow and online. Look for that, folks, about uh, what's going on in the golf world. Yeah. Uh, internationally, nationally, and, and locally. It, it sounds like the golf courses here locally are still preparing to open if, if it ever stops snowing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they're gearing up, Steve, uh, potentially for an end of April, beginning of May opening. And, um, I talked with Jeff Scott. He's with uh, with Southwood Golf Course uh, out in St. Norbert, and they they've been in, in communication. He said all the golf courses have the private and the public courses uh, with various government officials, and it's his understanding that when we get back to a scenario where gatherings of of fifty or less people are allowed, right now we're at ten, and I believe that's been extended now until close to the end of April. That no gatherings indoors or outdoors bigger than 10 are allowed but once that's relaxed to 50 uh that that would allow golf courses to open now you and i we sort of had a chat earlier just on the phone about why that's why that number means anything to golf courses um because even 10 would seem to be you could probably find a way to do that Uh, you're not yeah you're not playing in groups of 10 usually four four is the maximum right maybe five if you can yeah, some courses will five. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pity. But uh, yeah, I don't see why. The, I've never seen a group of ten people gathered together on a golf course. Maybe, and I said to you, maybe on a very busy day at Kildonan, at that one hole where you have to hit it over the railroad tracks. You know that hole? Yes, the ninth. <laughs> yeah. So so sometimes that gets a little backed up because there's a and there's a concession stand on the other side and so that could be a little busy in there but typically on a golf course you rarely see you know clumps of people so um by the way steve i i've golf killed on in probably a hundred times in my life i've probably hit that rail bridge 25 <laughs> times at least and i probably have at least a dozen golf balls in the woods there how many times did you ever just go under the bridge to get the oh ball? absolutely Never by design, though. Like, that's where I just completely miss hit the ball and just hit a low screamer. I've actually, I mean, there's all sorts of things. I've ricocheted off both sides of the bridge, you know, like a tunnel effect. Like, you could almost, you could put a webcam on that hole and just, like, live stream shots from that hole, and it would probably be a pretty entertaining channel, wouldn't it? Well, maybe we'll do that. Like, <laughs> you know, since... Uh... We're looking for things to cover locally. We may get real creative and cover the ninth hole in Kildonan on a Sunday afternoon. Now, that actually might be fun and entertaining. It would be fun, and we can also we can also invite readers to share with us their favorite ninth hole at Kildonan stories because I'm sure there's some doozies um, <laughs> given the, the setup of that hole. But yeah, I mean, I guess on a busy putting green or a driving range, maybe you sometimes have more than 10, but I think you could find ways to, to navigate around that. Uh, but in any case, the belief, Jeff Scott told me that 
they're almost more worried about the weather than they are the, the, the restrictions, if you will, on being able to open the course. He thinks they're going to be open by the beginning of May. Uh, I talked to Aaron Cockrell, uh, who is Manitoba's most successful current professional golfer. Uh, he's had quite a few months, Steve. He, he actually obtained his European tour card. That is no small feat. That's, uh, that's the PGA equivalent overseas. And he had played in a half dozen events. Um, you know, some of the best golfers in the world are on that European tour. And, and so his, he's back in Manitoba now because they've shut down. Um, interesting. He was, a, he, he was in Qatar at the last, the last he was. Qatar, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he told me he flew back from Qatar. He missed the cut on the Friday, and then he got on a plane uh, from Qatar on the Saturday morning and was back in Winnipeg because they had been advised. I think their next two events were in in India and China, and they knew that those weren't going to be held because of what was happening. They kind of got it first over there. So they shut down in, in early March, and then he headed home. And now he's sort of waiting anxiously to see what might happen. Um, there is talk of the PGA resuming as early as, as June, obviously without fans. Um, they've canceled or pushed back some of the majors. Of course, the British Open's been canceled. Uh, the Outlaw Tour, Aaron Cockrell's actually played some Outlaw Tour events in the past. He had a great line. He said that the Outlaw Tour, Steve, is essentially legalized gambling. Yeah, that um, yeah. that's what it is. The organizers they'll they'll have about fifty players. Everybody ponies up like nine hundred bucks. The organizers take a big cut of that, and then the rest is prize money for uh, for the players. So he said it's basically a way around. You know, it's it's a way to gamble and and hopefully pocket a little bit of cash. Interestingly enough, the Arizona governor, uh, whoever that is, I, I don't know their name listed the golf courses as an essential service in Arizona. Now, Arizona, listen, I've done a number of golf stories, golf travel stories for our newspaper even here, and, and I've been to a Scottsdale area lots to play golf, and really the whole tourism <laughs> sector kind of evolves around, evolves, revolves around golf in the, in, in the Arizona so I'm not surprised they made it an essential service. Um, so there's there's golf being played a lot of different places in the world right now, and so I guess it should be a huge shock if if the golf course is open here, um, like they said, when and if it ever stops snowing. Yeah, and, and one of the common themes I also talked to Derek Ingram. He's a Winnipegger who's uh, the, the the national men's golf coach he was supposed to be heading over to the olympics this summer to coach the canadian men's golf team of course that's not happening um and you know they, they all sort of brought up a similar point whether it was cockerel or jeff scott or Derek ingram um others i talked to as well and that the whole mental health component of this um you know golf just like getting outside riding your bike or going for a walk or whatever like people are looking right now for ways to get out of the house and a golf course might be a good remedy. Uh, yeah. Get the get the competitive juices flowing a bit, you know that sort of thing. I played a lot of golf in my life, and I'm not sure how great it was for my mental health. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's great for a lot of people. I was just too obsessed with it, and 
I've, I'm, I'm frustrated over way too many shots I shouldn't have been. But um, anyways, I, I hope that I hope that it does. Maybe I'll actually go out and hit a ball or two if they do open. Just above the ninth hole and killed on it. All right, folks, we're back here for the third period of our Jet Centra podcast. I'm sports editor Steve Lyons, and I'm with uh, Mike McIntyre. He's, uh, as usual, lately in his car on his driveway, and I'm lounging on my couch with my feet up in my office here at 1355 Mountain Avenue. And the sun is just pouring into my window here, Mike. It almost feels like summer. almost feels like I should wash my car. We'll see. Uh, I, I, uh, I created a bit of uh, controversy last episode saying how much I didn't like the season three of uh, <laughs> Ozark. Ozark. I even got an email from our producer, Jen Zarati, who thought I was uh, crazy. But anyway. <laughs> I, um, I, I said you were wrong and not crazy. <laughs> I was wrong. Okay, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> He's also crazy. Um, okay, but you know what? I, I'm going to admit it. I, was, I, I, I watched the last three episodes of season three. And they were gripping and really good, and um, I got to see a little bit more of Marty, and um, and uh, you know, like it was really, really good. And so I'm admitting here I was wrong, <laughs> and um, I will uh, um, continue on with that in season four, whenever that might happen, and who knows? But you, you just never know with these with these series. They they you, you watch a whole season in a week and then you got away the two years yeah it's, you know, like it's, it's kind of crazy isn't it so but so i got nothing to watch so this week i yeah the day before yesterday i decided that but i subscribed to crave just to change up the netflix thing because you get tired of one after another and and um i'm gonna watch the final two seasons of ray donovan and um, I, i'm gonna start from the beginning i'm gonna watch uh, what I think is just one of the funniest shows that's ever been made, and that's Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I started right yeah. on the, and watched the first two episodes of Larry being a nutball uh, in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So there's 10 seasons of that, so that's got to get me through this pandemic, right? I would think so. I, did you ever watch Shit's Creek, Steve? Uh I, I didn't, but I'm starting to, at the advice of many, uh, I, I believe they just had their final episode like a week ago, so I'm kind of starting obviously late, but a few people that I trust have told me that it is, it's Canadian comedy, of course, but that it is absolutely... Levy one? Pardon me? The Levy one? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yes. So, yeah, I haven't watched it, no. Yeah, nor have I. Jen's our expert. Jen, you, you probably watched it, right? Uh, I was late to it, so I just started it um, like a couple months ago, so I'm still actually on the first season, but it is very good. And okay. from what I understand, it keeps getting better. Yeah. Uh, I've, also started, I've also started watching Narcos, which I think I alluded that I was going to start watching. Uh, this sort of feeding off the Ozark theme. Uh, it's all about drug cartels and, and that sort of thing. And um, from season one? I did, yeah. So there's okay. four seasons. The yeah. first three, I believe, are in North America, right? And then the fourth season is in Mexico? No, the first two are in, in Colombia. Oh, Colombia, okay. And then the third season's in Mexico, and the fourth season, which I haven't got to yet, 
is also in Mexico, yeah. Yeah, so I'm only one episode in. I started a couple nights ago, and I, I will... Uh, right now, I'm, I'm watching a garbage truck uh, pick up my garbage bin, Steve, and that's about the most excitement I've had all day today. I watched... Uh, I watched, I spent quite a, about an hour the other morning, I watched it, this was kind of a, this was a tragedy, really, and it's going on all around our city, this is, this is totally a tangent, but I watched a tree company cut down a beautiful elm tree right in front yes. of They're taking them down all over the city, it's, it's, it's too bad, they have their own disease, of course, and, and, and we've been losing our elm trees here in Winnipeg for quite some time, but... You know, I had this great, big, beautiful elm tree on the, on the little strip of boulevard in front of my house, and now there's just a stump there that I guess you could make into a coffee table, an outdoor coffee table, and have a little picnic of nine people, of course. Um, is it, or is it ten or less? Ten or less. Uh, I believe it's less than ten. So nine would be good. Nice. Ten, ten, you might get a visit from the bylaw officers, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, I thought, but I, I did Enjoy watching that. I did see a funny meme the other day that said that us humans now we now know what it's like to, to live like a dog, right? We sit in our houses, we stare out the window, we get all excited when we're allowed to go outside. Um, that, that we're kind of experiencing life as a dog. So I'm thinking that as I watch this garbage truck work right now, that that must be what it, it feels like to be a dog. Now I'm not barking at it, but. Uh, <laughs> Are your dogs barking? No, they are. Uh, I can hear them actually here from my driveway, which is why, which is why, folks, I'm not recording this in the house. Uh, the dogs would drown out anything, anything I'm saying. But yeah, for those who are just who are just tuning in for this episode, I can't imagine that other people. I can't imagine that people who are listening today haven't heard all 14 previous episodes, right? Mike? I would hope not. Uh, well, they show you're <laughs> So I've been on a few of these Zoom calls, of course, with Jets players, and there was one funny one last week where, I don't know who the culprit was, he, but Scott Brown, the PR person of the Jets, had to caution everybody on the call to mute your phone or mute your Zoom when you're on it because yeah. we could clearly hear children playing in the background. Like, it was drowning out everything that was happening on the call. So I'm sure there's been some of those stories out there, right? Yes, there has been. I've been on some Zoom calls with a bunch of people or whatever. And, and yeah, if you're not chatting, folks, on a Zoom call, hit your mute so that we don't hear all your background. <laughs> We've still been doing weekly Zoom calls with our family. Uh, every Sunday afternoon we have them. And they're almost like show and tell used to be like in school, where there's about 14 of us on these calls. And we all sort of update, okay, here's what we did with our week. Here is what, here's something interesting that happened. Here's a craft that I did. Here's a puzzle that I tried to, to complete. That's what we've been relegated to. All right, folks, we're back for our overtime period of our Jet Centra podcast. Um, there's always something that we might want to throw in here. Mike, I was in... Uh, I went to Vita Health yesterday to pick something up, a sandwich, uh, for lunch. I often go to Vita Health to get a sandwich for lunch. They have great sandwiches. There's a plug for Vita Health. <laughs> While I was there, I was looking at a, um, a, a juice, uh, a bottle of juice. Um, there's a there's a juice bar in Wosley, Verde Juice, I believe it's called. Anyways, and this, this, this bottle of juice, it's cold-pressed juice, 
Um, lots of really, really good ingredients in it. I ended up buying it. I'll tell you, it cost $10. And I drank it. I felt great. And, it, and I was chatting with the guy in Vita Health about this. I asked him, I, said, I go, are there people coming in and buying things that are maybe hoping, are they trying to be more healthy? Like, are people trying to be more healthy right. while, while going on, doing little things for your your, your immune system. I mean, I do a lot of these things anyways on a regular basis. I stopped by my, I stopped and saw my trainer this morning. For those of you who haven't listened to the previous 14 episodes, his name is Richard Burr. <laughs> Shout out to Richard Burr, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I picked up some liquid maca, which I use. It's He calls it our youth juice. Um, I don't know, I find myself doing some of these things lately. Um, I mean, I'm always trying to be healthy, but I think that, you know, when there's a global pandemic on, are people either sitting around baking all day and eating sugar <laughs> or they, because you can't buy yeast anywhere, I understand. Right. Or are you take, you know, looking at it as an opportunity to maybe make sure that you're doing some healthy things so that if you do uh, get ill, you know, that you'll be strong to be able to overcome it. Yeah, I mean, uh, my healthy purchase this week, Steve, was going to Natural Bakery. Shout out to Natural Bakery. Uh, I, I've uh, I've been trying to go once a week. I go get the bread. It's a lot cheaper to actually buy straight from the source than it is, like, in a grocery store. Uh, and they're doing a great job of social distancing. They only allow, like, one person in at a time, and so everything's really well done. Uh, but I bought sausage rolls. Those are healthy, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. Uh, well, it's a fish oil. That's really good for you, I hear. Fish oil. Uh, fish oil. Not, to be, not to be confused with sardine oil, which uh, if you watch Tiger King, I believe oh, that, really. yeah, Carol Baskin, wasn't there something about sardine oil as a way to, to get a tiger to attack to kill her husband yeah i don't know i'm not gonna watch it so i also yesterday so if you think of things that with price gouging you hear some price gouging going on right yeah yeah right so one of the things right now on kijiji that people are price gouging on is um workout equipment um i may have mentioned this before but yesterday a lady at fitness experience and a shout out to them as well she found me a couple of 50-pound dumbbells that I went and picked up, and she told me that I could basically sell it for the price of gold these days. And people are selling dumbbells, like old dumbbells that they've been having sitting around their house and never using. They're selling them like Kijiji. I went and looked at Kijiji. They're selling them for these exorbitant prices. And people, because you can't, you really cannot buy dumbbells or, or, or weight sets or anything like that in town. Because all the gyms are closed and people are trying to work out at home. Yeah, and you wonder, like, these gyms, uh, I had actually uh, I've been a member at the Y for 20-plus years. And, and just before this happened, I had actually moved over to Planet Fitness, which had opened up one of the couple new locations in the city. I really liked the facility. The price was right. Free parking. I had always gone downtown for the Y. But I'm just wondering what the impact is on gyms. And when we talk about when places will be allowed to reopen we talked about golf earlier and of course the nhl season where do you think gyms will be in the list steve of of being allowed to reopen like are they 
going to be early, or are they going to be in the middle, or are they going to be at the very end? Well, well even there's a there's a lot of uh, exhaling of spit in gyms, you know. Yeah. I, I, low down on the low down. There, I would imagine. Anyways, I think that people, you know, I was chatting. I have some people that I know in the in the in the, in the industry, and they're worried that people are going to become so used to doing it at home that they might not ever go back to gyms, you know? And so, I mean, there's going to be so many different businesses affected by, by this pandemic. And it will be interesting to see how it all plays out. So today I think is takeout Wednesday, right? This is a thing. Do you know about this, Mike, that's going on? I don't. Is it like, this is when people are encouraged to go get food from a local restaurant. Correct. Yeah. So today is takeout Wednesday. And so, to help support our local restaurateurs and, and uh, that's the correct word, I think. Yeah, uh, it is. To, is, to, is to go today and get some takeout food and uh, enjoy it. And I'm going to do that. I did it last Wednesday. I went to a place called Zach's Burgers on Henderson Highway. I haven't decided, but they're awesome, by the way. And, Zach's. Uh, Zach's, yeah. They're like Greek burgers. They're a Greek burger place. If you like if you like juniors and that kind of thing, you'll yeah. love Zach's. Um, but uh, I haven't decided today, but um, I like the idea of it. I like the idea of spending a little money uh, and helping out uh, these people, you know, and, uh, and enjoying some good food. We've been doing sort of takeout Fridays, usually, at the end of the week. Uh, tonight is Leftover Wednesday. My wife made a turkey. We're a family of four, not including the two dogs. So we made a 17-pound a turkey, Steve, on Monday, which we enjoyed. And as you can imagine, there is there are ample leftovers, making all kinds of other things out of it: turkey soup, turkey quesadillas. Uh, froze a bunch of it, but uh, tonight will be leftover. Uh, I think we're going to have turkey sandwiches on the natural bakery bread that I just bought yesterday. So looking forward to that. Yeah, I, 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 my stomach just growled. <laughs> and that though, to have uh, it's lunch for me now. I have a yes. half of my Vita Health sandwich left over, and uh, it's a, it's a and, and a salad. And so, Mike, you have a great dinner tonight. Yes, thank you. And, uh, folks, stay safe and uh, pray for some nice weather. And uh, we'll uh, chat again with you all uh, next Wednesday.